Alrighty, welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. On today's episode, we're going to do some NFL win total predictions. We're going to go over under on the lines for each NFL team, uh, see how we compare, how we agree, disagree with the win totals. Uh, after that, we'll probably dive into a little bit of Royals talk. The young guys have been up and playing. It's been a pretty good result so far. Uh, we haven't had a podcast since the trade deadline. Haven't been able to, so we're going to talk about Whit Merrifield getting traded. Um, I believe we, I don't even know if we got to talk about Andrew Benintendi being traded, but we'll get over all the trades and all things Royals and then maybe sprinkle in a little bit of Chiefs news. Um, and then maybe, you know, we'll see where we, we, where we go after that. Might get into some other sports as well. Um, okay, so these lines are via DraftKings, and I'm joined today by John. Josh is not with us. Like, his attendance this summer has to be like 20%. Like, he has been. Yeah. A-wall. I'll take I'll take like thirty percent of the fault for this one because I did have to inconveniently reschedule our other podcast. So I'll take that, but but not for the entire summer. But I his 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 attendance has been like mine back in uh, like yeah. twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, and just just a reminder for you and our listeners, um, coming up, um, once college football starts, we're going to be doing that podcast again with betting. So. Uh, if you're into oh, betting, hell yeah. we're going to be doing that. And we're also going to be doing... All Forgot about Moneyline Mania. Mm-hmm. But for today's exercise, uh, we're going to go over every NFL team and every NFL team's over-unders on their win totals. These are DraftKings lines as of August 4th. Let's start at the bottom. I'll work, work up. Um, the Houston Texans have a win total at four and a half. John, what do you think about this one? Okay, so I'm taking a look at the Texans' schedule at the moment. Yeah, which they and do get two with the Jaguars, which is is yeah. good. We that is important. They that, also have quite a few tricky games. I mean, this is the Texans. Um, they every game's going to be tricky, but yeah, I hate to say it, man. But at four and a half, I'm I'm going to be hitting the under on that one. Even if they beat the Jaguars both times, I could totally see a feasible situation where they only win four games. Um, they don't really play many teams besides the Jaguars that are easy stomps. Um, I don't I know. Guess. I'm feeling under here. And it's not like they've made really any significant improvements this offseason. No. So. I have them at under as well. I have them winning three games this year. Um, I think they could split with Jacksonville. Um, I have them – let's see – I could see them beating the Bears, maybe. That's on the road. I'm not so confident in that. Um, I could see them beating the Giants, but that one's on the road as well. So it's really, I feel like going to be pretty They've hard. got a shot against the Commanders. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I think four and a half. Look, last year, Davis Mills, I'm not sure he's going to play that well again. Uh, maybe I'll be wrong, but I, I think they honestly got worse than they were a year ago. So I'm going to go under on the Texans. I don't. I think four and a half's a little high. Uh, yes, yeah, I agree. Let's go to Atlanta. The Falcons have a win total at five. Um, I am hitting the under on this hard. I don't think this, yeah. I've got this team at two and 15. Yeah, um, especially it's just going to be weird. A Falcons team without Matt Ryan. Like, what right. the hell is that? Yeah. Um, they struggled, you know, I'll be honest, I'll cut my head. I don't even know who's going to play quarterback for them. Mariota. Um, he's their starter. Mariota. Okay. Yeah. 
under all day. I forgot about that. And that Desmond is, Ritter, like, they drafted him or later. In yeah, the draft. they did pick Ritter. So, they picked that one wide receiver that's pretty good. Drake um, London, yeah, and they have Kyle yeah, Pitts. London. But defensively, they're not very good. Um, they're not exactly in it. Offensively, they have a few weapons now, but they're still now at quarterback pretty bad. Plus, you look at the schedule, they face New Orleans twice, Tampa twice, um, the Rams, the Browns, the 49ers, the Bengals, the Chargers, um, Baltimore, the Cardinals. I, I don't see many wins in there. I think no, they no, beat that's the not Bears a- at home, maybe. I could see that. And then really anything else is kind of up in the air. In Washington, they've got a shot, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think under is the way to go. I think that's just a little lofty for a team with so many question marks. That that might end up being one of my favorite ones, honestly, because I look at the yeah. schedule. There's no way this team wins five games. No chance. I mean, yeah, I, that, that definitely you never seems know, hard. But I just I cannot see them winning five games. Um, so we've hit under on the first two. The next team is the Jets at five and a half. Uh, this one's a little interesting. Jets have made some improvements. Uh, schedule is a little brutal. They start the season. Ravens at Browns, Bengals at Steelers, Dolphins at Packers, at Broncos, Patriots, and Buffalo. Uh, that's that's kind of a gauntlet, especially for the Jets. Um, yeah. I like the Jets, I, but I don't know. And I think they're comfortably the worst team in their division, right? Um, yeah, 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 they should be. I think I'm going to hit under again. I think so. I, Mm. I don't know. I want to believe in the jets because, you know, me and you, we have to stick up for our boy, Zach Wilson. Um, and they did have a good draft, but this seems like a slightly large ask. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to fall in love with unders here, but I'm feeling under. I don't like, especially Makai Becton not being out for the season now. Don't like that. Uh, I don't think. I hate having a young quarterback with a defensive head coach. I don't like that. I don't think it's good for those guys. I don't think it's good for Zach Wilson. I don't think it's going to be good for Justin Fields. I, I wish that these teams would do what, um, you know, the Jaguars did and bring in a guy like Doug Peterson, bring in an offensive guy to help your rookie or your second year quarterback or Kyle Shanahan with Trey Lance. I don't like the fact that this is going to be a defensive head coach with Zach Wilson. Um, I'm going to also go under, I'll piggyback off you again. I like the jets, bro, but I just, the schedule, I don't see five. I don't see six wins on that schedule. I really don't. Yeah. And I mean, of course it, it takes the time for Tom Brady to leave, but I always just like, they, they, that division was a cakewalk for like 15 straight yeah. years. And Brady left and everybody else kind of got good. Like the Bills mm-hmm. and the Dolphins are no joke this year. Everybody's pretty um, respectable, yeah. Yeah, so that's annoying as hell. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking under yet again. Here's another one. The Seahawks are at five and a half as well. Um, <gasps> they <laughs> they have either Drew Locke or Geno starting this year. I think the toughest thing for them is the division. The wet, I they might not win a game in the NFC West this year. When you talk about San Francisco, Seattle, or Arizona, and the Rams, they're not going to be favored in any of those six games. They're not going to be favored in the division. And their AFC counterparts, I don't think they'll be favored in any games well, as they've well. They've got to face Denver. They've got to face the Chiefs. They've got to face the Raiders, and they've got to face the Chargers. That yeah. should be zero and four right there. They've got to play the. 
we already know they had to go to play the 49ers. Um, they got to go to New Orleans. Don't see them winning that. They they do get a game with the Giants at home. I could see them winning. They get a game with the um, not the Falcons. The uh, oh yeah, no, they do get a game with the Falcons at home. So that that's another one I could see them winning. But there's yeah, I mean I hate to keep doing this, but I'm gonna go under on Seattle at five and a half. I think they're a three win team. Yeah, yeah, I think they're come. I think they might be a two win team. I they, mean, they have a when, strong possibility to have the first pick next year. Yeah, and they kind of got rid of like their entire skeleton, right? I mean, they lost Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Um, I guess they still have DK, but that's you know. Yeah, they still have not some really... pieces on offense, but they really have a pretty you know they have Jamal Adams on defense, but they really don't have a great defense. And then nope. offensively, the the offensive line's pretty suspect. Uh, Chris Carson just retired because of injuries. Um, you do have DK and Tyler Lockett, but you got Geno Smith and Drew Locke throwing them the football. So, I, to me, man, this team is pretty bad. This is one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, this is four straight unders that we've agreed on, but yeah. Yeah. I'm taking I mean, it as well because I just don't see it. Here, okay, so now we're going to get a little more interesting, I think. The Panthers at six and a half. Um, this, this is interesting because I think a lot of this is what type of Baker Mayfield do we get? Does this team take an improvement in year three of Matt rule? Does that kind of start to, do we kind of start to see the rebuild start to take shape? Um, the last three seasons, they've won five games each season. So they've been around this number. Um, what do you think? Yeah. So maybe just because I've gone too many unders, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and go over. Um, yeah. They don't have Joe Brady anymore, correct? Nope, they fired him in the middle of last season. Yeah. So I was a bit of a dickster of him for a little bit, but right, it turned cause... out he might be shit. Yeah. Um and I'll give um I'll give them the look here because honestly I think maybe it's possible, as crazy as it sounds, that Baker's a tiny bit better than people give him credit for. Right. Um so yeah, and they get to play the Browns with Jacoby Brissett. That's an important That's a big one. That's a big deal. And yeah. they, they play him uh, week one. They play the Giants week two. That could be a two and zero start. But then again, this is the same team that started three and zero last year. They started three and zero and finished five and twelve. So that's yeah. also something you got to consider. But yeah, I'm gonna go under. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going under. I don't like the look for them. I just don't think that they're a seven win team. Uh, I think they get. They've swept. got a slightly easier division, though, right? They do. I do think they get swept by Tampa. I do think that it's entirely possible they get swept by New Orleans as well. Um, I expect them to either sweep or split with Atlanta. But yeah, I, I just don't have a ton of. They've got some pieces on offense. If McCaffrey stays healthy, that's obviously a big. Um, it's obviously a big, big help. Big difference if he's healthy or not. DJ Moore is a pretty underrated receiver. Uh, if he can get Very. out in space. Robbie Anderson is, like, clinically insane, but he's good at football. Uh, so you just got some pieces there. It'll be interesting to see how that works. I'd also think even if McCaffrey goes down this year, maybe Chuba Hubbard can have a good season. We'll see. But, yeah, I, I'm i going to go under. I think they're more five-win team-ish again. But we'll see. I mean, if you if we get good Baker Mayfield, that that's probably a nine- or ten-win team, potentially, you know, considering yeah. Yeah. how weak the NFC is. I think they're right there at six or seven, though. I think they'll improve, but who knows by how Was this the team last year? No, it was the Giants last year. I think the Panthers were the year before that we argued about. 
I think you and Josh are. I think Josh was like really high on them, and, and you know. thought they were terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's one that God, maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm just going off of history, but I am hitting the under so hard. Is Jacksonville at six and a half? I oh God. like Doug Peterson as a coach. I thought they got that hire right. At least it's a safe hire. Um, and I do think that Trevor Lawrence gets better, but you lost DJ Chuck. Your number one wide receiver is LaVisca Chenault and Christian Kirk. Defensively, you're starting to put together a little bit of a core, but nowhere near a good enough defense to win you games. I, to me, this is this is way too – six and a half is way too high. Yeah, I, I think six and a half relies on them whipping the Texans. Um uh-huh. Uh, and even then, it's still kind of hard. Like it's yeah, yeah. I mean, you're in the said. AFC. Like it, yeah, yeah. It's a tough. Uh, I definitely feel the under here, and I think there's something to be said too for the fact that Jacksonville is kind of a team that, as another team, you look at them and say, okay, if we lose to them, like yeah, this is ridiculous. Can't. You know, like this is when you see Jacksonville on the schedule. I know some would argue that it's like a game that you could sleep on, but I also think it's very much a game that you're like, okay, like. This is an amazing opportunity to just, like, you know, right the ship, you know? Um, and, yeah, I just don't see enough improvements. I mean, obviously, Irvin Meyer was terrible. They get yeah. Travis Etienne back. Uh, but I just... But in the process, you it, don't have James Robinson. He tore his Achilles in December of last yeah. year. It's just like, yeah, you know, it is, it's interesting. And plus, what, what I'm really interested in, and this is not to say Travis Etienne is not going to be impactful, but Travis Etienne was picked by Urban Meyer to play, like, Urban Meyer and that staff had a certain, like, play. They had a certain outlook for Travis Etienne, not to be a running back, to be, like, a receiver-type guy. I'll be curious to see how Doug Peterson views Travis Etienne, see if he kind of looks at him the same way as, like, a gadget Randall Cobb-type guy or if he looks at him more as a running back. I think he's definitely a talented player, but I do think you're onto something. Like, I, part of me feels like he was picked a little high with yeah. that connection to Lawrence. Um and he was an Achilles tear too, correct? So you yeah, never know how so. people that one. Here's another one. The next one, the Lions at six and a half. Oh god, this one is interesting. This, this is really one is interesting. very interesting. I kind of like the over. I kind of. I do, do too. I yeah. think it's not even unrealistic to say they sweep the Bears. I think that's very possible this year. Um, they get Philly at home. The Commanders at home, the Seahawks at home. Um, oh, they can get six with they that. They play the that Giants. Is... They get the Jaguars at home. They go to the Jets. They go to the Panthers. Really, yeah, I like the over. This is the first time all episode I've liked an over, but I think Detroit over six and a half actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I like this as well. And this Detroit team last year like had so many close losses. Um, right, right. And I feel like a lot of times you can see that turnaround. I think Dan Campbell's done a pretty good job. Um, yeah, I I feel him. I don't know a ton about how much they've improved, but I think even even just going on a year, um, their schedule gets a little easier, and they'll turn some of those close losses into close wins, I imagine. So I'll take yeah, it. Oh. Yeah, and look, it always when you're looking at this, I always look at how competent your quarterback is. And Goff, as much as I don't like him, is a good enough he's, he's, competent. Serv- he's serviceable whereas Geno Smith, you know, Marcus Mariota, Davis, you know, these other guys we've talked about are just not good really for the most part. 
um, or haven't been good. But yeah, I, I like the over here. I think Detroit. What I love about Detroit is how they've built. They're really good on the interior, defensive line, and offensive line, which is really important to win the when you're facing other bad teams. Most bad teams are horrible at the offensive line. That's one. That's that's what I see out of bad teams. That's like the most common trait is they have a terrible offensive line. Detroit having a good one this year, and look. I don't think their offense is going to be that bad this year. You've got DeAndre Swift. You've got DJ Chark. You've got Amon Ross. They've got the penis. They've got penis Sewell. They've got, like I said, they have a top five offensive line. They've got Frank Ragnow at center. They've got a lot of good Taylor Decker at left tackle. They, you know, they're, they're poised to be a decent offense. Hawkinson at tight end. Um, And now their secondary is still a little, it's questionable. It's not very good. But for the first time this episode, I like the over with Detroit. Agreed. Here's another under. I'm going to smash the Bears at six and a half. How this number is that high, I have no pissing clue. This team, to me, has a chance to be the worst in the NFL. They are so, so bad. Who who even is their coach again? Matt um, Eberflus. He was Eberflus, defensive right. coordinator in Indianapolis. That's right. Yeah, man, I kind of agree with you. I wanted to think Justin Fields was going to be good. But, like, I feel like most indications kind of say he won't be. Um, yeah, and they don't have an easy schedule by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, you get two automatic losses to Green Bay. Um, Probably two losses to Minnesota. That, and I think they lose week one to the Niners they at should. home. Um, so They're going to get spanked by New England, spanked by Dallas, probably spanked by the Dolphins. Um, they get some. They get a couple of free wins, I think, with the Texans and. Uh, See, that's the thing though with how bad this team is. I don't know if there is free wins because they are literally tearing this down from ground zero. Like their wide receiver one is Darnell Mooney. After that, it was going to be like Nikhil Harry, and he got hurt. Like they have Vilas Jones, who's like a fourth round pick. They have the worst receiver room in the league, and when you have that with a young quarterback who really has struggled. Yikes. And their offensive line's not good. Um, yep. Defensively, this is probably the worst they've been in years after trading Khalil Mack. I mean, it. I don't know. I and can it, see this being like a 3-4 win team. And it's too early to like get any indications from this, but they are literally not favored in a single game besides against the Texans. Yeah. Um, and I could still see them losing that game. Um, oh, yeah. There's no game that I see which on Chicago's schedule where I'm just like very certain they'll win. Every game I'm like, I could see them winning this game, but I wouldn't bet on it, you know? And that's, yeah, yeah I don't want to bet on, when you when that's how you look at a team, you don't want to have to bet on them to win seven of those when you're not confident in one of those. Yep, agree. I, I'm fully happy with going under on this one as well. Next team. So, oh boy, we got in a fight about this one last year. The New York Giants, seven is the number for them. It's now, at seven again. Part, partially, um, they do play in the NFC East, which is bad, but they're also like one of the main reasons it's so bad. Uh, man, I don't know what to do with this number. I like Brian Dable. Uh, I think the Giants got better through the draft for sure. I think Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau were good picks. But seven, yeah, 100% seven is pretty picks. I, I would say, if anything, this is going to push. That would be like best case, I would think. I've got yeah, them at like the six number I'm thinking is seven, but I think I learned my lesson after last year. I would, I'm gonna I go would say push or under. I wouldn't say over. I would say push or under. Yeah, I, can see I seven. think I'm just seven and ten is something I could see. 
and I guess it shouldn't be crazy to say I can't see eight and nine, but I could see seven and ten. But I feel like seven stretching it with these guys. Um, at the end of the day, your quarterback and Daniel Jones is, is Daniel still their Jones. quarterback. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Uh, you do have Tyrod Taylor, but I mean Daniel Jones is your guy, and Saquon Barkley's health is always a question. It, it oh, just, I don't really think it's even a question. Like I feel like it's a foregone conclusion yeah. when he's he's done. Just, yeah. His yeah, body, he is like the body of a fifty-year-old. Um, I'm gonna say, I guess I'll say push. I think seven's the right number. Well, go. You can go one or the other because if it pushes, then you push. Like you know, I go under. I guess you go under. Yeah, I go, I'd under. go under as well. I don't like and them only because I I like I can just see six so much more reasonably than I can see eight, and I I agree. Like I think seven is where they'll end up. They're not quite a playoff team, but I don't think they're going to stink. Um, yeah, they're not going to be as bad as and, they were. And they they definitely have, have enough games that it's impossible for them to not get, like, five. Right, like, right. Yeah. What they get last so, week, yeah. four, and they were dreadful. So they should be able to do that. Um, this next one I like a lot. Pittsburgh Steelers, seven. I like the over a lot on that. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see them having a losing record. And if they do, I would see it closer to eight than seven. They were, I mean, their record last year was, they. how many games they won last they year, eight or nine? I think they were nine, seven, and one. Yeah, uh, Big Ben was like pretty hard to watch. Yeah. Um, I am inclined to agree with you on this one, and I know that's saying that their quarterback options are Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, um, which, you know, who or knows Mason how much better Rudolph. Oh, and Mason Rudolph, whatever. <laughs> um, wouldn't it be insane if they went with him? Um, He's had a good camp, they said, but yeah, it would be pretty insane. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. Insane. I'll give him the over. I think Mike Tomlin deserves that kind of respect. Um, well, Pittsburgh defensively is going to still be a huge problem. They're still going yeah. to be terrorizing. And look, they get to play Cleveland before Watson plays. That's probably a win. Um, they get to play the Jets. They get to play... Um, I mean, they don't have like a easy, easy schedule at all, but man, I just feel like with how good that defense is, and I know it's an offensive league now, but I feel like eight and nine or nine and eight is where I see them. I think seven's low for them. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times a good defense is the type of thing that helps you beat bad teams. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I think that they play quite a few of them. So well, they're in a division oh. where it's a very gritty division. It's a very hard especially by december it's hard football it's not flashy offense it's a lot of games are won 16 to 13 in that division late and that's exactly what they're poised to do they are literally primed to win those types of games so i think yep. pittsburgh will yep. find a way to win enough games to pass seven and i think they can maybe scrape a win off the uh, i don't know about that well, we'll see. I, I like him there, though. I agree. I'll say I, I'll I, say I don't they're... think they get swept by both uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore. I don't think they get swept by both. And I... they haven't been terrible in years. So like... They haven't been terrible with Mike Tomlin, period. And, I mean, you got to go back to yeah. the year that they had uh, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph the entire year. And that and they were one game still managed to go 8-8. Eight and eight. So, I mean, you're talking about you'd feel like you have better options at this point. So, I, I think Overall, Pittsburgh has a good chance to go over this. Um, I agree. Let's go on to the next team, the Commanders at eight. Mm, mm, what do you think? Ooh, that is high. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, dude. Look, Carson Wentz, 
he's bad. He's mm-hmm. bad. Um, mm-hmm. That's just what it, this is boiling. I haven't even really looked at their schedule. Um, I don't even need to, to be honest. Like they yeah. they have shown up on a lot of like a lot of the teams that like have been really bad, and we've picked under. I feel like they've played the Commanders. Like they definitely play the Texans. Um, yeah. And the Jets. Um, but yeah, I would also be inclined to go under here. Yeah. I know this kind of makes it almost like mathematically impossible because we have so many teams that are under. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. They they have they have Carson Wentz. Like he's just yeah. bad. Um, Eight is just an extremely high number for this team. I can't. There's no other team that has this high of a number with a terrible quarterback. Like they and like people are going to argue Carson Wentz isn't terrible, but he is. Like recently he has been. There's a reason Indianapolis shipped him out so quickly. He was horrible. Dude, um, they were like and I mean like doesn't he try to like evangelize the locker room which people like do not enjoy at all in the NFL? Um yeah. I I feel like I feel like given the shambles that Washington is, he fits yeah. in perfect. I like um, I like the Giants this year better than Washington, to be honest. And I think Washington yeah. has a superb they have an unreal defensive line. But I mean, I, I just feel like overall I like the direction the Giants are going into. And yep, not I agree. And not so much Washington. Um, okay. So let's go on to the next team, New Orleans at eight. This I, this one is pretty it's pretty good. I think that's a good line. I'm gonna say over. Uh, I just think they won eight games last year with Taysom Hill and like Trevor Simeon at the end. I I just think uh, if they, if Winston stays healthy, I, I think this is a nine ten win team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I it'll be interesting. I mean, the Saints without Sean Payton is that's like gonna be weird, uncharted territory. Right. Um, but I agree. I think I think they really would have been a. I don't want to say a threat, but a team that you have to look out for last season if Jameis could have stayed healthy. Um, and I, I think he's got a, I mean, who knows? But I think if he does, I agree. They, they've got a solid little squad over there. Mm-hmm. Next team, the Raiders at eight and a half. And I, and I like the over again here. I think eight and a half is a little low. I know the division is really tough, but the Raiders offense, man, you're talking about Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. I mean, geez, that they are stacked offensively. I feel like this is a ten-win football team. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's definitely difficult because, like, there have to be losses in the AFC West. Right. Um, but, but they, I think they'll make do with what they have outside of it. Um, everyone gets to play the Seahawks in the AFC West. That's important to note. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I think that can put them over the line. And we'll see, man. I I'm less high on Denver than a lot of people too, so I think that kind of influences this as well. Okay, next team, same number eight and a half, the Arizona Cardinals, and I like them over as well. I yes. think to, considering how weak the NFC is, they should be comfortably over this number. Plus, Kyler Murray watching film, you never know. Yeah, could... now that it's in his contract. Although they took it out. <laughs> no, of the you contract, can't watch they made them take it out, but oh uh, really? They took it out. Yeah, they they ended up taking it out, but yeah, that's lame. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of lame, but oh well. Yeah, watch uh, some I, damn film, man. You're the quarterback. I like, still like them to be over eight and a half. 
I, I, yeah, I don't really I care that DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games. I still think over is the better bet here. Yeah, and they haven't been bad really the whole time they've had Kyler. I think they um, won 11 last year. They went 11 and 6. I think they. Yeah, they had like a flaming hot start and a terrible finish. Right, which is um, Cliff Kingsbury special. But yeah. You know, I don't know. I feel like 10, 11 wins is fair to expect from them again. I don't think Kyler's going to get any worse. So. I don't see why they would regress that hard. Yep, I agree. Um, I like it. New England at eight and a half. This one's this one's, Ooh. This one's odd. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. Uh, Belichick. I mean, I feel like he can outduel someone in more than half of the games. <laughs> um, man, man, man. it's going... hard because. I feel like they kind of overperformed last season, and they only won like what ten. Yeah. Um, but this is hard uh, because I have them at eight. That's what that's what I like them at. So mm-hmm. by my number that I just have picked myself, this would be stretching it to take the over. But I, I mean, the Belichick points right. Um, how many rookie quarterbacks? I guess there's really no rookie quarterbacks this year other than Kenny Pickett, but. Uh, young quarterbacks that Belichick gets to face this year is also something I want to look at because that's typically where he has just feasted. But I, I'm going to go under, man. I just – I don't think they're good enough offensively. I like Mac Jones, but, like, they are the only team that still has not named an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. And I just don't understand, like, what's going on there. So I like Belichick a lot. I think he's going to have this team overperform, but I, I'm saying under at 8.5. All right, I respect it. I don't think we've really even disagreed very much, so that's good. We don't need to be sucking each other off this whole podcast. <laughs> um, next team, Miami Dolphins at nine. Oh, over, over. I'm feeling them for ten. It says this is another push for me. I had them at nine. Uh, I'll go over though. I think you're right. I could see them winning ten, eleven games. That's not out of the imagination. If they could split with Buffalo then I feel like they could win. And, and I feel like for improving for the present, they definitely won the offseason, right? They get Armstead, they got Hill. Um, yeah, I mean, they got a lot better. Yeah, they did. I. And how many did they win last year? Like eight? They won nine last year. Okay, I can feel them for ten. I'll take them. It, the, yeah, it's just the tough thing with rookie head coaches. You don't know what to pick. But I Yeah, like- that is facts. I, I do like him. I, I don't think two was that great, but even then, like this, there's too much talent on this team. I feel like I don't care how yeah 100%, 100%. I don't care how average he ends up being. I feel like they'll be fine. The Tennessee Titans at nine. Um, Ooh. Again, I think you know they're not they're not messing around with these numbers. They're pretty accurate. I feel like the lower numbers they were a little optimistic on for those were those bad teams, but. These, these middle-of-the-pack-slash-better teams, I feel like they've had these numbers pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the issue I take with the Titans is I think they're so dependent on Derrick Henry's health. Um, yeah. I might even be keen to argue that Ryan Tannehill getting injured could be, like, some help to them. Because um, then they get to see what Willis is all about. Um, yeah. But, yeah... Part of me has a hard time taking them under just because, like, they haven't been below that recently. Um, 
but also I think they very much overperformed like how good they actually were last season. Uh, because I mean, I know everyone lost to the Bengals in the playoffs, but they really didn't. The Bengals didn't play a great game against them. No, uh, yeah. they lost. Um, so yeah, I will take. I will take. Uh, hell, to hell with it. I'll take under. Why not? Fall off season for the Titans. Yeah, I'm gonna take an over on the Titans. Um, AFC South is horrible. The Texans and Jaguars should be four wins off the bat for them. If they lose any of those games, it's a it's a huge huge mistake because <laughs> yeah, I mean they're way good. They're way too good to lose to those teams. Um, yeah, no, I mean Derrick Henry is a lot of what they do, but you know as long as he doesn't get hurt, I feel like that's fine. I feel like Derrick Henry is. I mean, if you have to depend on him, you have to depend on him. That's fine. Uh, I like the Titans to win 10, probably. think that's a route where they go. think defensively they've gotten a little better. Offensively, though, it will be interesting offensively to see what happens now with no A.J. Brown. Um, I yeah, didn't yeah, love that... trading him, to be honest. I wish they, if I were them, I would have paid him because he got, he got the same number that D.K. and Debo got, and I would have been fine paying him that. So it'll be interesting to see if Traylon Burks can do anything in that offense to make up for that. Yep, yep. That was a bold move. Didn't they only get like a first rounder for him yeah, too? They, like, they got what? the first rounder and took Traylon Burks with it. So mm-hmm. I mean you basically replaced it. Well, bold Andrew. move. Yeah. But yeah, you just don't know I mean how much Tannehill's even gonna utilize these guys in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um because no offense, man. I am not a Ryan Tannehill believer <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, that playoff game didn't bode well for him. No, it did not at all. Um, all right, next team, we've got the Minnesota Vikings at nine. Ooh, I'm going to go under. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm feeling a rough year for the Vikings. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the Vikings kind of – I feel like there's like literally quotes from their front office that are like, yeah – like, we're good, we're okay, but, like, we have Kirk Cousins. Like, nobody in the NFL is winning with a quarterback like that. Um, and I don't know, maybe just the clock is ticking on them. I have a weird feeling. I've gone under, like, 10,000 times, but... Yeah, this is yeah. going to be... This will be the first, like, real disagreement, I think. I, I like the Vikings a lot this year. I think oh, wow. the hire of Kevin O'Connell is actually a good one. I like finally having an offensive coach in Minnesota. Um... You know, Dalvin, Thielen, Jefferson. I mean, Kirk had a really good year last year, actually. People he did because he did. of how bad they were defensively don't realize that. If it wasn't for Kirk Cousins, that would have been like a four-win football team. He actually was like carrying the shit out of them. So I, I don't know, and I just feel like defensively they've been so bad the last few years. If they can just be any what better. I, I like over here. I really do. I think this is a 10-11 win football team. I think they should beat up on Detroit. I think they should beat up on Chicago. Um, I think they should at least split with Green Bay. They get Green Bay week one at home, which they, in my opinion, should win that game because Green Bay is not going to have – Green Bay's receiving core is literally going to be all rookies. <laughs> so it will be literally like everybody's first game. I don't know. I think Minnesota is a good team this year. All right. I respect that. Next team up is the Cleveland Browns at nine and a half, and I'm going hard under on this one. You know this one's interesting because it has a lot of shit going on. I mean, obviously. Let uh, let's say let's say it's the six game suspension. What are you doing? We're going with the six game suspension. Let's say that's and not it. The It'll probably be more, but what are you doing if it's six? 
You know, it's hard. They did add Damari Cooper, which I think helps them out for the games without Deshaun, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I'm fine going under here. It's not the best, biggest logical thing, but you also have to just take into the contingency that it's the Cleveland Browns. Like, there's no guarantees with them. Um, but yeah, I think they might even take a second with Deshaun to get going. Um and I will. I'll go ahead and say under. Yeah, I'm going. How under. many unders am I gonna drop? <laughs> not a fan of a lot of these lower teams, I guess. Um, no, I'm not. The Ravens at nine and a half. They have the same number over. as Cleveland. I like over as well. To be honest, I yeah. don't know why they have the same number of Cleveland as Cleveland when literally Cleveland's quarterback situation is gonna be a mess for probably half the year. Um, yeah, like do the bookies think Lamar is going to just stay hurt or something? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's an interesting um, one. I like that one over, though. Um, I feel like people forget how good the Ravens can be. They were the one seed last year when uh, he got hurt. So, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eagles, nine and a half. It's another interesting one. Why I love this one is Philly's schedule is just so easy. They get yeah, it is. Detroit, Washington, Jacksonville. Pittsburgh, the Texans, the Commanders twice, the Giants twice. Like, it is a lot of a cakewalk for them. The Bears. Like, I I love, I actually think over nine and a half is like almost a lock for Philadelphia this year. Yeah, I feel that as well. And they had a good season last year as well. Um, Jalen Hurts honestly proved me wrong because I thought he was bad. We'll we'll see. Um, We'll see. He, I don't think he's terrible. I think he can, I think he gets the job done. Yeah. Okay. And he can beat up on bad teams for sure. Yeah, that was the thing last year is they were 9-0 and against non-playoff teams, but they were 0-8 against playoff teams. And that's just going to be what's interesting this year is if they did anything to get – obviously they added A.J. Brown to their team. That should help. Um, Devontae Smith gets a year better. That also should help. They added uh, – they drafted Jordan Davis on the defensive line. That's probably going to help. And I think yeah. Dallas got – we'll get to Dallas, but I think Dallas got worse. So I think that also helps. Though um, oh, Dallas absolutely got worse. So, I mean, they're relying on Ezekiel Elliott you know, to do I shit. Think, I think Philly, honestly, would be my favorite to win the NFC East this year. Ooh, just just based on that that easy schedule. A pretty pretty easy schedule, and I think they got better, and Dallas got worse. Yep, I would agree. I'll, I like them over as well. Next team is the Colts at ten. Uh, I'm going over. I the division's bad. Like uh, the AFC South, just makes up for like me thinking it's a little bit high of a number, but then I remember they get to play the Jaguars and Texans four times. Yeah, yeah, that is facts. Um, yeah, that. What was the number again? Sorry, ten. Ten. Yeah, that's that's just a little bit tricky. But I I guess on the basis of me going under 10 million times, I'm going to go over. Yeah. I, You know, I, I thought Matt Ryan wasn't great last year, but, but the Colts were still fine, like a, a fine team with Carson Wentz, and he was bad. Yeah. Um, so I think they improved at the very least. Yeah, I agree. The San Diego, or not San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers are at 10 as well, and I like them over as well. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think this thing about the AFC West is there's just going to be so much pressure to win those out-of-division games. Um, yeah. I mean, the sticks that everybody plays is going to be just chaos. Um, but I I think that there's a lot of room for teams to just get these wins. Um, and, you know, the NFC West has been really good for a while, but I think that it's actually a good matchup for these teams. So, yeah, I'll take the over. Um, next team up, the Bengals at 10. Ooh. This one's interesting. It sounds tricky. Um, yeah, so they improved the offensive line from what I know, which is like the yeah. biggest thing for them. Right. But they also lost some defensive pieces? Uh, yeah. Jesse Bates, I don't no. know if he's going to show up. Uh, but I, I don't think they lost a ton, but here's what I will say is – I don't believe that they will sweep both Pittsburgh and Baltimore again. I don't think they're going to do yeah. that. Baltimore was so depleted defensively last year that those matchups were like literally a practice squad versus the Super Bowl <laughs> AFC winning Bengals. Um, you've got, I mean, look, historically speaking, right? The team that loses the Super Bowl the next year is a little bit of a letdown. Just historic going off of history. Even Kansas yeah. City last year went under. So you you talk about teams that lose that Super Bowl, typically, especially young teams, come back and they're not as good. 10 is yep. a realistic number. I, I, I'm going to go over for them, but I do think that that's a tough one. I don't really love it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to just – I mean, obviously I want to shit on the Bengals, but I, I – it's tough for me to see him not doing that, especially with like the way that they coped with such a terrible offensive line. Um, you know, they did, I'll say, get lucky against the Chiefs last year. Um, but yeah, I I will give them 10. I think they get 10, so That's this is probably a push. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll give them the over. I'll lean, I'll lean towards 11 over 9. Okay, next team, another 10. Denver, 10 wins. Under. You think under? Last place in the AFC West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. A, a lot of people like Denver. Dude, I think Russell Wilson is, like, overrated as shit. Um, Russell Wilson, for, like, a large period of career, people would bitch that, like, he doesn't have an offensive line and that he gets sacked too much and that if he had, like, a better line, he'd be good. Yeah. Um, and then the Seahawks beefed that shit up last year and he got sacked more than he ever got sacked. Um. I think he very much dictates, like, the things that happen. And I don't know, man. I don't think that he quite has enough support uh, for them to deal with his mistake proneness. I also think they're going to lose twice to Kansas City, um, which makes this a little more difficult. Uh, so I'm going to take under, but I, I also think 10 is the number for them. I, I'm more of an over. I like them at 11 wins is tip my thing for them. I just think them getting to play, I think they're a good team, and them getting to play a last-place schedule will help. Um, That's true. I mean, you think about it, they weren't that bad last year, but they did finish last in the AFC West. Um, they get to you know host the Texans. That's a free win almost. They get to host the Jets. They get to play the Jaguars. Uh, it's just kind of they get to play Carolina. Those are games that I just don't see them losing. So, I, you know, it's tough. I don't think they're going to win the AFC West, but I do think 10 is a little – I think they can get over. I think t 
I yeah, would be see, I just see them taking hits in the division. That's kind of where, but I, I do agree. They have a Which big, I, favorite, I had them, just from my thing, I have them splitting with everybody. Uh, I have them going three yeah, and that's, three. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, but, I think everybody can split with everybody. Yeah, everyone could lose to anybody in that division. It's not that big of a, mar- uh, the margins are not that big in that division. But I do like them a little over 10. Um, I it, Again, rookie head coach, although I think Nathaniel Hackett's a really good coach. Um, I've had... I've watched every game he's coached the last like three, four years in Green Bay. I think he's a pretty smart guy, but then again, that's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you just really don't know until you put him out there. But yeah, I do like Denver a little over Tim. Yep. Here's a yeah, gig- I, I see him at ten, so here's a gigantic wild card. The San Francisco 49ers at ten. This oh, is crazy to pick with Trey Lance. This is so hard to pick with him. On, on one hand, I do really like him. I think he's, from everything you hear, is he's really smart and he's really coachable, which is really, really important for a young quarterback that's raw like him. But, like, if they're struggling, if he's not playing well, how quick do they pull the plug and go back to Jimmy? That's another thing that's in the back of my mind. Uh, I don't know. This is a tough number for me. Yeah, you know, the thing that I wonder is, like, does – so Shanahan is like obviously notorious for having a really nice running scheme. Right. Does that improve significantly with a running quarterback? That's, That's the question I always about. have. Um, I like my brain would say, yeah. Um, because Jimmy G like, let's be honest, really isn't, Mobile. he's basically just a, a non mistake making quarterback. Um, yeah, this is another one of those where I kind of see them at 10, but yeah, I can like- also see them like at eight. I can see them at 12. Um, I've got, yeah, I've got him at 11 personally. Um, yeah, but that's me. I think I, I like project Trey Lance will be good. That's my projection is that I think with Shanahan's offense, with Debo, with that running game, with Kittle, that he will, he'll flourish. Even if it takes, you know, a few weeks, it takes half the season even for him to get going. I do think he'll flourish this year. Yeah, and I do, I do like them over, but I really, like I said, I, I can the margins of them are gigantic. Yeah, I can and that's see what's them hard with them is like Trey Lance could be terrible, and you watched Trey Lance play a little bit last year, and my God, was he so incredibly like just raw? You could tell had zero like the he, that's the thing with him with every quarterback that got taken, he has by far the least amount of reps of football out of anybody because he didn't play a year. Uh, because of COVID, at, or he played one game that year at North Dakota. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he just obviously hasn't played a lot of football like these other guys, and especially at the NFL level, he really hasn't seen it either. You know, all those other guys that were drafted in the first round of 2021 started for a large portion of last year. He he didn't. So, you know, it would be interesting. And there's a shit ton of pressure on him, not only because of how high he was taken, but unlike those other teams that took those rookie quarterbacks and those young quarterbacks – He's coming into a situation where in the last three years they've been to a Super Bowl and they've been to the NFC Championship game. So there is a ton of pressure on Trey Lance to perform this year. Uh, And I don't know if he meets it or not, which is why I'm scared to take the over on this number. Yeah, and they have $30 million sitting on the bench behind him. I mean, that's got to be scary. Yeah, that's tough. Even if it's Jimmy. We'll see if he's there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved, but yeah, we'll see. Um, we have another 10. Of course we do. We have another 10. The Dallas Cowboys. Under. Under 10. Under. Under. Under 10. I don't really even have to go on for this long. 
Listen to the teams they play this year. Tampa Bay, this is the first two weeks. Tampa Bay and Cincinnati, that's their first two weeks. Then week five, they're at the Rams, at the Eagles, at the Packers, at the Vikings, the Colts, Philly again, at the Titans. This team regressed hard. Losing Amari Cooper is going to hurt. And like defensively, they didn't really improve. Trevon Diggs had one of the, and I know everyone hates on this guy, but he had one of the flukiest seasons last year you'll ever see. Dude is not good. I, I don't see Dallas winning 10 games this year. Yeah, I don't either. And I think I've seen people talking about how Zeke needs to be a contributor for them. How long has it been since Zeke has actually been, like, good? He was garbage last year. I had him in fantasy. Like, terrible. Tony Pollard needs Um, to be the running back there, to be honest. Yeah, I could definitely agree. I mean, he basically was. Yeah. Like, every time I watched the Cowboys. I had him. I know. (laughs) It was like, this guy that Jackson got in the 15th round is putting up more than my first overall pick. Um, So I'm taking taking tomorrow, as we're recording this, our fantasy draft is tomorrow night. I'm taking that you're not taking him in the first round. Never. I'm not taking him or, like, shit-ass Odell or Julio. <laughs> well, Odell would be a terrible pick. But, yeah. yeah. Well, no kidding. That That's my thing. I'm picking second tomorrow, and I'm like, I. everybody's telling me to take McCaffrey. Everything I've read to, says, I'll take McCaffrey. I, I can't do it. I can't freaking do it again. I've done it two years in a row, and that dude has missed, like, 90% of those games. I'm not doing it again. He's going to fall to me, and I'm going to take Like, if he falls to me, I'm taking him. What are you picking tomorrow? What are you picking? Fourth, I think. Fourth, yeah, he probably will fall to you. I mean, who will be third? I don't know who picks third. We'll talk about this at the end of the podcast, too. I was going to say this for the end. Um, All right, let's keep moving on then. Dallas was a pretty consensus. The Rams at 10.5. I really like the over here. I don't see why this is so low of a number. Yeah, and let me tell you, man, the Rams got some Warlock shit going on. Starting off the offseason, it was like the Rams with like their current roster, not including like player X, Y, and Z. They're like seven million over the cap. Yeah. And then they give Aaron Donald a raise and like they sign some people too. This shows how they little got I know Bobby about Bobby Wagner. Yeah. This shows how little I understand about the NFL cap. It makes no sense. Um so with all that being said, the over. They somehow got better, even though they were in, apparently in cap hell. After the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. And speaking of Odell, I, I mean, it's very possible he ends up back in L.A. Yeah, it very well could happen. I, I'm, i like, honestly, like, slightly, I guess maybe he just wants to make sure he ends up on a and good team. And I forgot um, to even bring this up. They brought in Allen Robinson. who they Yeah, they did. Because, like, and, and it, he did look good last year, but, I mean, shit, you bring him into L.A., I mean, you give him a real quarterback, but, things are probably going to change. they lose? Did they lose anyone? Uh, like, Whitworth, I, the left tackle, retired. Uh, Von right. Miller I went mean, to the Bills. That's kind of big, but but also like yeah, and then Von Miller whatever. went to Buffalo. But I mean, they retained a lot of guys, and that's why I'm like, you still have Stafford, you still have Cooper Cup, you still have Aaron Donald, you have all of these pieces that were really the most important to winning the Super Bowl last year, and more importantly than all, you have Sean McVay. I mean, that's the ultimate piece that you have to have. So. Ten and a half. I think they. I think they surpassed that. To be honest, I have them at like a thirteen and four football team. I just think they're really good. Yeah, they are. They. I'm, they're loaded. Like they are good at every position. Um, they won the Super Bowl and they got better pretty much. So somehow, uh, I don't want to say that at the same number are the Kansas City Chiefs at ten and a half. Um, I figured they'd put the Rams higher than the Chiefs. To be honest, 
I like the Chiefs over, man. And I know we're, I know we're Chiefs, we're Kansas City based. I know all that, but I just think ten and a half is the Chiefs low. are going to win thirteen games. Come 12, on, now, people. 12, 13, 11, somewhere like that. But ten, ten's low, man. Ten and seven, really? Or I guess the nine's ten and a half, but still, I mean, the worst. Dude, Patrick Mahomes had his comfortably his worst year ever last year, and we still won twelve games, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I will. Here. Yeah, this is like smash material, and I think part of this is like, I mean, a lot of these lines are dictated by how people will bet, and I think people really like to bet against the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, same thing as like the reason the Cowboys covered. are at ten because people like to bet on them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think this is easy money. Um, in fact, I think this is the easiest one. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously, like the AFC West is harder. Sure. And yeah. we lost Tyreek Hill, but like Mahomes has never won under twelve games. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why this would be the year. I don't think it's quite like a perilous enough People situation. People have completely overblown losing Tyreek Hill. Like, yes, look, maybe if you want to say that Tyreek Hill was worth like half a win, sure, maybe even a win if you want to get like crazy, but to say that we're gonna go from that AFC Championship level team. To a team that's ten and seven, that's scraping by, making the playoffs just because they lost Tyree Kill, is bananas. I mean, they they got better defensively. Um, they arguably got, I don't want to say better offensively, but they they're gonna have a new identity. It's gonna be a different team. It's not gonna be. It can be like it's a it's a they got an entirely different. Well, a lot like of the gotta... problems they faced a year ago, I think they're not gonna face this year, and so much like. Oh shit! We're getting cover two to every play, and our identity is to chuck balls deep. They're going to be a completely different team. Yeah, and we can still chuck balls deep. We still have Marquez sprinting yeah. at him every damn play. Um, yeah. yeah, man, I I am I think ten and a half is like disrespectful. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's easy money. Um, I mean, even if the Chiefs split the division, which I yeah. don't, I think they'll do better than that. They're easily getting eleven. Like, ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, next team is Green Bay at 11. Um, this is a tough it, one. Over. Yeah. The I mean, receiving core is the real thing that's interesting, but I, I would say over as well. I just think defensively this is the best they've been in probably the entire time Rodgers has ever been there. Didn't Green Bay pretty much do fine without Adams last year? Like, Green Bay, since Lafleur has become head coach, is seven and zero in games Devontae doesn't play. Yeah, um, which doesn't mean that. I mean, obviously, be, that doesn't mean that his uh, absence will not be evident. But yeah, it does mean you have a Hall of Fame quarterback who has done this plenty of times. And look, like yes, they don't have the best receiver room. They have Lazard, Watkins, who'd be good for like ten games maybe. Uh, Christian Watson, Romeo, like they don't have the best one, but I mean. Did they have the best one without Devontae last year when he got hurt or the year before when he got hurt? No, and they were able to win those games. So, I mean, you have Aaron frickin' Rodgers. Like, the fact that people are acting like him and Mahomes, man, that they lost Hill and Adams, and all of a sudden the expectations for their teams have gone so much lower is ridiculous because those guys have proven that they could do it regardless of the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, and didn't the Chiefs win their one game without Tyreek Hill really comfortably last year too? Um, 
Yeah, what did he yeah, miss? Did they he did. miss last year? I don't remember. If he, he missed was. against the Steelers uh, with COVID, I believe. No, that was or Kelsey. did he miss or that did Kelsey, Kelsey miss? That was Kelsey. Okay. Uh, but well, they regardless. Are, they, Mahomes is 3-1 and one in his career without Hill in games. So, I mean, even there. Like, that's pretty impressive as well. Uh, and the one, the one was that one Colts game. Yeah, it was, the, <laughs> it was the Colts game that made no sense. It was the worst, one of the worst games. Uh, that if Demarcus Robinson didn't go full Demarcus Robinson, we might have. Or, or if Byron Pringle doesn't somehow get stopped. <laughs> yeah. For, that, like, that was what the hell game. is that, man? I love Byron Pringle, but that was like unacceptably bad. Hey, he's, um, he's going to be wide receiver too in uh, Chicago this year. Oh, good God in heaven. He was a terrible wide receiver three last year. Um, yeah. Good yeah. God in heaven. Uh, okay. Um, top two teams now. We're at the final two. We've got Tampa at 11 and a half. Uh, over. Oh, well, ooh, you know what? I'll go under. I don't know if this has been updated, but, like, isn't their O-line, like, Yeah, Works and Jensen got hurt bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll go under. And maybe Tom Brady dies. I don't know. <laughs> I'll go over. I'm never, I'm never, ever, ever picking against <laughs> Never again. betting against Brady. Ever again. It's never happening again. Um, and then final team, uh, basically everybody's Super Bowl favorite in Vegas. Buffalo is also at 11 and a half. Over. I'd like to believe so. I just. Yeah. They're tough. Now, their first six are going to determine if this is over or under because they face. The Rams on opening night, the Titans week two, uh, they come to Kansas City, they have to play Baltimore, so that's four of your first six. Uh, Ooh, Bills, Rams, opening night, that yeah. is sex. Yeah, in LA, yeah. That's going to be, I, I've said, I got one of these teams finishing, or starting 0-1 just does not feel right. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 so I, this I, is I like what, it over a little bit. This is what has been, with these numbers, this is what has been bet on. So the Colts jumped from nine and a half to ten wins this summer. I don't know why. The Jaguars bounced from six to six and a half this summer. Uh, the Ravens went from nine and a half to ten. And then these are the teams that have kind of gone down. The Chicago Bears at DraftKings, the under six and a half wins moved from minus one twenty to minus one twenty-five in late June, and if you don't bet, you're going to think this is a foreign language, so just stay with us. But Pittsburgh dropped from 7.5 to 7, which was kind of that's surprising Odd. to me. Um, yeah, Tennessee that's Tennessee dropped from 9.5 to 9. The Cardinals dropped from 9 to 8.5 after the Kyler Murray contract came out. <laughs> it's a little strange. Uh, but the Raiders, when they acquired Devontae Adams, jumped from 8 wins to 8.5. So they think that's about half a win. Uh-huh. That's that's a little weak. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Um, so there's kind of some of the stats there. The yeah, I'm just looking around now at some of the other bets that have been going on. I Buffalo's a Super Bowl favorite on most sites that you look at um, to win it. I think that's fair. That's probably. <laughs> I will say this. I think there's zero chance Cincinnati makes it back. I don't think there's a chance in hell they do. Um, I don't think the Titans do as good this year. We've been talking about it, but you say it, but I think there's a complete possibility that that Joe Burrow was born with the same horseshoe up his ass that Tom Brady has. Was he though? See, I would have believed that, but then they lost the Super Bowl, and I was kind of like, "Eh, Brady definitely would have lucked his way into winning that game." 
I mean, maybe. Maybe. I was nervous about the same, the same shit. Time. But I was like, once he beat Kansas City the second time, I was like, okay, this guy is the new guy with the magic horseshoe stuck up his ass. But uh, then the Super Bowl loss was kind of like very underwhelming. So I, I don't that's know. true. Maybe not. Um, okay, well, that's that's a lot of NFL talk. That's about an hour's worth of predictions as we're getting closer to the NFL season. Um, let's just do a little Chiefs talk here now since we are Kansas City Podcast. Who's a guy or who are a couple of guys that you're looking forward to seeing in preseason? Uh, maybe someone that we drafted, maybe somebody that's been on the team. Uh, who are some of the guys that you're keeping an eye on these three post uh, preseason games? Yeah, uh, I think the, the biggest thing for me is the secondary. Uh, Trent McDuffie um, and then... I, I the name of the guy we drafted in the third round and the guy we drafted in the seventh Chanel. round I literally literally can never remember him. Leo Chanel's the linebacker we took in the third round. Okay, who's the then fourth then round? Joshua who's the DB? Williams we took? Is who we took Joshua Williams, yeah. and then the seventh round DB we took. I don't um, seventh DB. I, I remember. The all I know round. is that supposedly they've looked pretty good. Um, DB's kind of been an interesting position at camp. DeAndre Baker got cut yesterday. Yeah. Um, which honestly, like, probably about time. Yeah. The real thing that's concerned me is apparently Lonnie Johnson has been with not the first team, not the second team, but the third team. Yeah. And that was a guy I was kind of hoping could contribute a little bit, but looks like that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, another person, big time, Isaiah Pacheco. I hear yeah. so much about him. Um, literally, like, built like Kareem Hunt, and apparently he's like, has a. 40 like a tenth of a second quicker 40 um yeah. and he can block so i've heard he's apparently he's gonna be the kick returner too i've heard he's so, been running with the first team a lot in practice yeah he has he was when we went uh i thought he was ronald jones like the whole time but it was him <laughs> um yeah i would say I, i'm excited also, yeah i would say ronald jones isn't a lock to make the roster oh dude i was reading he might be the first cut which is frustrating as like the world's biggest clyde edwards aglaire hater I'd rather They're not cutting that Clyde. Nightmare. You have to come to terms with that. That's not happening. Which is stupid. I'm it's sorry. Not, What's the argument happening. for not doing it? He's literally been terrible every game he's ever played. He had one good game. Well, here's the thing. He, if he, you're going to keep Clyde, okay, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. So then how many running backs do you keep? Four? Would you say they I keep four? I think you keep three. So you think keep three. I mean, so you're obviously keeping – you would think Prashir – or how do you say his name? Pacheco, you think is Pacheco? Right? You would obviously think Pacheco is pretty locked in at this point. So and that, then leave it down to McKinnon, Ronald Jones, and, and Derek Gore. Yeah, um, and I think Derek's got to be the first to go. But you have to think McKinnon has the edge over I wouldn't be Ronald. Just by I wouldn't be surprised if they ran with four. I, I could see him running with four. I could see him running with four. It depends on how the roster shapes out. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm excited for Pacheco. I yeah. really think by the end of the year he could be that first choice running back. Right. Um, yeah. Saying, and at the end of the day, I mean, I think they've got a solid committee. Running back's a very fragile position. Yeah. So. No, it's good to have that. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing. I don't know how many reps they're going to give him. Sky Moore. Yeah, everything you hear about him has been good through camp. Um, yeah. I'm I'm just excited to see uh, Brian Cook, who I know has been a little bit. Uh, getting some, didn't he? Was he the safety that tackled the guy coming over the middle? Or was that something yeah. else? Yeah, that was, yeah, I know he's got a little bit of heat for that, but I'm excited to see him. Apparently, he's a big hitter. Chanel, like you said, all the rookies class, really, I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, 
I want to see Jody Fortson if he can play. I don't know if he's going to be active, but he looked real promising last year at some points. Uh, I'd like to see him play. I'd like to see Noah Gray get some reps in there. I'd like to see how he does because um, tight end's another place where even a guy like Matt Bush, um, they are really kind of battling it out to make the roster. So, and I, as far as I know, both Fortson and Gray have looked quote unquote fantastic. Um, and I really think we'll we'll see more two tight end sets this year, um, just given the nature of our they, offense. Hold on. Yeah, and you've got Blake Bell. I mean, you've got we still have him, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, and you yeah. have Michael Burton at fullback, I've, which you know that's another running back technically that if you want to count that. Um, yeah, so. and he's apparently like untouchable. Yeah, like, I, mean, I guess they love him. Yeah, I mean, they like their fullbacks. They had Sherman. They're they're one of the teams that likes to keep the fullback. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing some of those guys. If, honestly, really would not kill – I would be fine not seeing Mahomes take any snaps <laughs> or Kelsey. I'd rather not see Mahomes take any snaps. I don't want to see him take – Green Bay – Green Bay does it to where ever since LaFleur's taken over that Rodgers does not suit up once in the preseason. Good. And I wish the Chiefs did that. Everyone's like, they need. He needs to, you know, get comfortable and get reps. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's. He'll Patrick. probably get like the first series. He is Patrick Mahomes. He does not need the preseason to get ready. Like that's what. No one needs practice playing street ball, man. Yeah, no. He, just p- please do not play him. Last year they played him like the whole first half at Arizona. I was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. This is like so stupid. But Andy's kind of one of the older coaches. Where. Playing in the preseason used to be a bigger thing than it is now. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. Um, let's go ahead and shift into the Royals a little bit. Um, so, they've, you know, been playing a lot better recently. They traded some guys at the deadline. Maryfield, pretty notable. Ben Benintendi, uh, Emmanuel Rivera. Um, who else am I missing? Uh, they traded... Um... Am I missing anybody? I might have got... Oh, Gallagher. I think, I think Rivera, Benintendi, and... Uh, Witt or the main people. Yeah, they traded Gallagher, if you want to care about that. Um, oh, yeah, they did trade Gallagher. Yeah, That's so right. overall, what were your thoughts on the Royals' trade deadline? I know we're a little late on this, but what are your thoughts on how they did at the deadline? Uh, a little bit relieved and a little bit disappointed. Um, I think that getting rid of Whitmerfield had to had happen. To happen, yeah. Like, I I just don't want to don't want him. I, yeah, it was I, time. I, it had been time, yeah. but it was definitely time now. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think any of the Kansas City fan base that still wants to act like he was, like, a good royal, it's like, I don't really care what your vaccine stance is, but this dude was willing to do more shit to play for the Toronto Blue Jays than he was to play for the Kansas City Royals. Um, that's the epitome of not giving it your all. Same with um, Teddy, yeah. Yeah, and that's just kind of ridiculous to me. I, I don't want either of these players to ever see success. Um <laughs> It, yeah, it's pretty frustrating that this is, like, the dude that we entrusted with being, like, our guy for so long, like, our leader. Um, so he had to go. Uh, the, the disappointment comes in, I mean, I kind of wanted to see, with the prices that relievers were going for in this yeah. deadline, yeah. I would have loved to see Barlow go. I would have loved to see Stomont go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I Honestly, like, I don't know if there was anyone looking for him, but I would have been totally fine with swapping hunter dozier for a bag of peanuts um <laughs> yeah because i'm just like i, yeah, he's, I don't he's not needed in the lineup anymore yeah it's just like he's so bad at fielding and 
I mean, he's not like fantastic at hitting and just right. free up roster spots. Like seeing these young guys is so great. I feel like you actually get a sense of like people that are going to be on our team the next time we might be good again. Um, and you know, no reason to just stick around with all of these guys. Now, like obviously keeping Barlow isn't isn't. It's not like we. It's not like it's tragic. Oh yeah. Also, Michael A. Taylor. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. Why not trade him? I. Um, it's impossible for. Him. To see him having a better year next year, it's impossible. Yeah, it is. It 100 percent is. He's at peak value. Yeah. Um. But but his walk up song is a Lecrae song. So Dayton Moore was like, Nah, we can't get rid of that. <laughs> we need that around here. Um. And same thing with Hunter Dozier. He's got oh, whatever yeah, the hell know that Hunter. You know how to, that the same terrible. With Luke, same with the Luke the worst walk up song I've ever heard. I'm sorry. It has nothing Weaver. to do with. It has nothing to do with Christianity. But like the Christian rock subgenre, is like makes my ears want to die. Like it's so terrible. <laughs> what about um, Lecrae? What about his music, dude? I mean, like Lecrae annoys me because like for one second I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, coming in hot, and then it's like immediately just like annoying. You know, like I don't know, man. I I really just hate the Royals hot. right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I agree. Taylor was one I would have moved um, if you could have moved Dozier. Nobody wanted him, though. Let's be honest. Um, Barlow, yeah, like you said, the price seemed to be high on relievers, uh, and he had control left. So I, I would have liked to seen him go too. But you know, then again, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and the, a reliever with control. I literally wonder how much value like a, a team would have wanted for that. Like the those like playoff teams, the non-rich ones. I feel like. Yes, would have given yes. shit up for that. That's what I was gonna say That's... is that the the um you know normally the rich teams get in on either rentals or guy like like Juan Soto like that deal like yeah. no but nobody like the Athletics could have gone after him or the Royals but you know a guy like this with two plus years of control really everybody could have been in the mix like a Tampa yeah. uh, whoever it is anybody could have been in the mix for that because they wouldn't have had to pay him. Um, yeah, and so, similar to Michael A. Taylor, like I could very well see him just not being as good after this year. Like, oh yeah, I think it's already kind of started. Like he's already right. been worse than he was the first half. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I have very little belief in like it the was direction. The best one they've had in a long time, though. Their their deadline to get rid of Benintendi, to get rid of Merrifield, to get rid of um, Rivera. I guess that really doesn't matter. But he had no spot on the team. Um, yeah. To get rid of Gallagher. No, and I'm like, that's guy get, I'm fine with getting rid of. Like, we have so many infielders. And then I thought the returns, I thought the return for Merrifield was actually pretty solid. Getting Castillo. <laughs> Dude, the was, fact that anyone gave up anything for Merrifield is Castillo hilarious. was pretty solid, and then uh, they got an infielder as well. Didn't hate that. I thought the Benintendi deal was a little underwhelming, but seeing for what other outfielders went for other than Soto, but... Seeing what other outfielders kind of went for, it was pretty good, I guess. Yeah, my only argument for that is just, like, it seems like you could have forced the Yankees' hand a little bit more. Like, no one has yeah. more pressure on them right now than them. Right. And what use do they have for their prospects? They can literally just get them back. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, That's true. I don't know, man. That's true. Um, yeah, I thought it was overall pretty good for the most part. It was a lot better than years past where they're like, oh, we're going to hold on to what we got. We think we're close. Yeah, no, like get the hell out of here. Yeah, and we never were. We no, never no. were. But seeing oh these new kids God. play, man, it's just, it's even when you lose, it's a breath of fresh air. 
to see all the yeah energy. i don't care if we get slapped if if massey prado bobby melendez and P- Vinny are all playing and the thing is you're i literally not getting don't slapped. care you're not even getting slapped you're playing much better than you had been with the other guys yeah this is the thing like every time we talk about these people getting traded i like somebody would go like you know how terrible we're gonna be like first of all you know how terrible we already were yeah. and second of all like yeah it can't get worse like it didn't no, we're fine <laughs> it's it's just irritating that it took this long for all this. And the funniest thing that happened this whole window is that ever since we traded him, Carlos Santana has been, like, GOAT-level hitter. Like, he's insane. Same thing um, happened with Soler last year, where it was just... Yeah, like, immediate. thanks a lot, Carlos. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's frustrating. And honestly, I am of the group that even with how nice these young guys have been, that, like... I still just think the Royals will find a way to fuck it up. And this is all in the midst of in the midst of Brady Singer looking amazing. Yeah. Uh Lynch Chris Bubich finally appears to like have a grasp on things. Yeah. Um and Daniel Lynch has been completely serviceable. Right. Uh I and think, I, I, I still think they just, find you, themselves at a very similar spot than the, that they did last rebuild, where they are they got a lot of young core. They're decent. I think they need to trade for an ace, like a Shields. I think they need another Shields. That's where I think that they're kind of sitting at right yeah, now. Yeah, and I think you can stick Grinky around for another year, give he, him whatever deal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, he bought a house in Kansas City. I'm pretty sure that's in the cards. We also, like, didn't trade him. Yeah. Not that he had a ton of value to begin with because he kind of had been having a rough year. But, like, I'm sure somebody would have taken him on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think the Royals are just a mess. I think though they're getting somewhere finally. I think they, least, they are. They are. But just the a, way that this whole season has been to begin with is just unacceptably shit. Yeah, but it, at least like has been since the Toronto series where nobody got vaccinated and all the young kids played. That's when kind of watching the Royals started being fun again, where these kids have come up and you've seen the potential. And but you know, like I said. I think they might need to trade for a high leverage starter. I think maybe you go get like a guy I tweeted out today, like a Jesus Lazardo, um, or a like a Mitch Keller from Pittsburgh. Like some of these, they're not like ace, ace, aces, but they're like they could be solid starting material pitchers for you. And look, last time it took giving up a guy like Will Myers in the minors to do it. I don't know what it would take this time around. I don't know if you have somebody in the minors good enough to even make a big splash like that. But you know, we'll see. Uh, I do yeah, think and also, a- sorry, while you're at it, like, this reminds me on the subject of Taylor not being traded. Like, we have, what's his name, Waters in the minors? Yeah. Like, I, hasn't he been, like, I feel like he's very much, like, no longer benefiting from minor league at-bats. Like, I bet yeah. they'll keep him in the minors for the rest of the year, to be honest. I bet they'll. Yeah, they definitely will. It's just, like, they could have could have fully, could have had an entire facelift on this lineup. Um yeah. And we didn't quite do it to the extent I was hoping, but but mm. it wasn't a disaster, that's for sure. No, they no. And look, going forward, I mean, the there's not a ton of team like in the AL Central. Is there a team that's like unbelievably like stacked for the future? I mean, Chicago no. looked to be that team, and maybe they'll bounce back next year. But they've been very disappointing this year. That core has been. Um, the Twins, I know that they're leading the division right now, but I just don't think they have that 
great of a team and all that great. Dude, the a- Twins are going to continue their hilariously long streak of not winning a single playoff game. That shit is so I funny. They've fully lost like, the last see them- 18. They've- yeah, they haven't. They've been to the playoffs like six or seven times in the 21st century, and I like don't. They think won they like won a game. two or three games. I think they won like their last playoff one was 04. They yeah yeah, and they've lost like their last 18, and like 12 of those have been to the Yankees, but. Yeah, I do. I don't think they're that great. Detroit kind of looked like they had something going for them, but their prospects haven't been great so far, and a few of them have gotten injured. Uh, and then you've got Cleveland. and they've been worse than us this year somehow. And then you've got Cleveland, who Cleveland is the one team I'm a little worried about. They've got nine guys in the top 100 prospects. Like that's fucking unheard Dude, of. Dude, it seems like everyone who comes up from Cleveland just ends up being good, too. Like, pitching, you're talking about Tristan McKenzie is like 25. He's fucking insane. Shane Bieber's like 28. Uh, and now, granted, they don't pay their guys, but when, you know, they have nine prospects in the top 100. So, I mean, I'm just saying, though, you know, outside of that, I don't think the AL Central is really going to be like a gauntlet like the AL East has been, where it's like, no. Nope. We're going to be like having to win 100 games every year to win the division. I think that once this core starts to not only just be here, but to get comfortable and they end up hitting some of their primes, and then we get some pitching for once, I mean, I could see 2024, 2025-ish, them being in contention to win the division. Dude, the anno- the, uh, look, the most annoying thing about it is that like there really isn't like... <sighs> There, it's not like next year is even out of the question, but it's, yeah, it's just yet. so hard to it's so hard to tell yourself that we can actually be anything but horrid. Because <laughs> uh, we do, we've tried doing that every year and it's just not been working. Yeah, and Cal Elgin's still our pitching coach. Like I know some of our pitchers have gotten better. Yeah, but he's still our pitching coach. Yeah, the two of the biggest breakout pitchers in the MLB this year just had their first season away from Cal Eldred. Um I, man, I don't know. And then I, I don't think, like, Matheny is going to get fired. Like, this stupid run to end the year, I think, is going to save his job. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm thoroughly annoyed with the Royals. And there's even, like, a date in June that we have, like, a better record than the right Yankees since. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm, I don't care. Like, we were, we were supposed to be – not horrific this year, yeah. and our season was done in May. Yeah. That nothing is more demoralizing than that. Well, they went nine and twenty in May. Yeah, it was over at that point. You're right. And the first two weeks of June were freaking horrible. So, but yeah, yeah like, like you said, ever since that date uh, in June, they've actually been twenty and twenty-two. Which look, a lot of other fan bases would be pissed off about being twenty and twenty-two. I, being that is actually like a good thing for the Royals. That's like, damn, we've shown a lot of improvement. So. Uh, yeah, yeah we'll, take it. we'll take it for now um all right so yep. that's that's the i think that's enough for the royals uh i'm gonna talk to you about fantasy football here in the podcast today because we do have that draft coming up tomorrow uh josh is also in it but like we said he uh, doesn't have a very good attendance this summer uh we're gonna have to bully him into showing up in the fall i guess but john you are picking fourth tomorrow who are you eyeing i mean if he's there, I'm going to fall into picking McCaffrey because I haven't had a single running back that's anything but fucking horrible <laughs> in the past two years I've played fantasy. Do you want McCaffrey, though? Yeah, I'll take him. I like, mean, like, I know okay, when he let's plays. Say, let's say that. Like, who would be if like who would be your dream person to fall to four? 
okay, well, I'm, I can't get Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And I can't get uh, Cooper Cup. So. That, that doesn't I mean, mean and I assume you can get Cooper I, Cup. You think I can get Cooper Cup? Well, Jonathan Taylor's going to go one, I would assume. Yeah. And Cooper As Cup's it, probably going to go two. Well, I'm two. But. And I don't really think I'm taking Cup right now. I'm not guaranteeing that. I'm just saying I don't think I'm doing it. I think there's a possibility. Yeah, I would be happy to get Derrick Henry, but. That's what I was going to say. I think there's a possibility one, two, and three goes Taylor, Henry, McCaffrey. And you could have any receiver at four. Um, yeah. I, Josh was like, for our listeners, I, I spun a wheel to figure out our draft order in our 14-team league. And I got the second pick just by random. And, of course, he's like, that's bullshit. Redo it. That's not fair. Like, bro, I don't want the second pick. Like, this sucks because I'm stuck with McCaffrey, basically. And, like, I wanted the middle I wanted the middle of the pack pick because I wanted to take a guy like Justin Jefferson and then dip back yeah, in dude, the second Yeah, dude, no, no, no. Middle of the pack, literally, I think, has an advantage. Because, like, like, if you pick 10th, basically, like, you can – you basically have to choose. And then by the time you pick next, like, all of the good running backs are gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly should have just done what I said I was going to do all last year, and I was like, I'm fucking done with fantasy. This is bullshit. Um, yeah. And then a, someone was like, you playing next year? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that um, someone was me. Yeah, but, I know. Um, yeah, I'm really contemplating what to do. I like... Um, I think I might just auto-pick. I might auto-pick. No. Uh, Thomas auto-picked and almost won the league last year. Um I, I really don't know what to do, though. I, 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 I'll I tell you the way I'm leaning right now is Henry. I'm leaning Derrick Henry at two. And that's kind of stupid because he's not a pass-catching back, but I don't really care because he's their entire offense. But, like, here's the thing. I know if I take McCaffrey, he's going to get hurt again. But I know if I don't take him, he's going to have a career year and stay healthy. And I, there's just no way I can win. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what to do, dude. I last season just destroyed my confidence. You know how annoying it is when your fantasy team is like putrid garbage. Um, it's tough. It's tough. It sucks. It is demoralizing. I've never been like horrible at fantasy until now, and I was like, damn, this is this is bad. Um, I'll tell you what though, and uh, who's a guy though? I know we're in the same league, so this is kind of like like we shouldn't be telling each other this, but who's a guy like? that you kind of have your eye on later in the draft that you might want. Like, who's the guy that you think? <laughs> Okay, so this might not be, like, realistic, but every year the guy I have my eye on is DJ Moore. Because yeah, yeah, I like him. For some reason, he all, like, he's consistent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I he always is the guy I look at. I just don't trust any of these bitches. You know, last year I went with the old, um, these bitches. the old, like, the 2016 draft, and I picked Tulio, and I picked Odell, yeah. and I picked, <laughs> and i picked jk dobbins and it it failed miserably yeah. um you know i think i think who am i up at four i did this the first year we played and everyone was like oh what a dumbass how you what, what that stupid decision uh picking mahomes yeah, like i, I don't that. even care i remember that. i don't even care i was gonna say it, you it makes could take kelsey fun. at four kelsey i mean look he's the only tight end that you can count on and now that Tyreek's gone, his role should only expand. Yeah, but the I mean, he's getting up there. He's getting yeah. up there. You never know. Who else, like, that's the thing. Is Kelsey's going to be reached for because after that, there is no tight end you can trust. Like, Mark Andrews had a good year last year. But that's one good year. 
George Kittle, can't trust him to be good in the passing game. Kyle Pitts has a terrible quarterback. Like, you have no reliable tight ends. It used to be you had a few. It used to have your Zach Ertz, your Gronk, your Kelsey, your, you know, year to year there'd be guys. Greg that, Olson. Greg Olson's. You've got one uh, that you can Mercedes. really count on right now. And that's another thing. I feel like, I'll tell you this, in our 14-team league tomorrow, I'm predicting Kelsey goes top 10. Yeah, we'll have to see. I... I don't. And, I don't dislike the spot I'm picking at. My my just like confidence with fantasy is shot. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> it is. It is a painful thing yeah. to have a bad fantasy football team because <laughs> you got to just get shit talked in the group chat week in week out, and you're like, how was I supposed to know that my first three running backs I chose would would tear their ACL? Wouldn't even make it to uh, the regular season. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, <laughs> Dobbins scores ACL. Dobbins scores Achilles. Then you have like, ETN, too. Oh. No, I was literally, yeah, and Etienne, too. And I was like, oh, Gus Edwards is still available. Like, he's going to get a ton of carries now that Dobbins. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, the next day, he was hurt. And that, was in, like, and that was in, like, an eight-team league, wasn't it? It wasn't even, like... Yeah. I think we, were, I think we had ten. Yeah, like, ten, they, can I even pull up my team from last year? Because uh, I'm... No, but... Yeah, I don't think he can, but yeah, I remember like three of your running backs got hurt early, and it was just hilarious. And you're like, no, I'm not doing fantasy anymore. It's not happening. I'm not doing it. Dude, I don't even remember who my running backs were. Oh, I remember. I signed the dude that, no, I didn't. I don't even know. I just remember being like, fuck this. Um, and I probably will be again. But that's okay. Yeah, it'll be a oh, good I had time. Devin Singletary for a while, and he uh, was poo-poo. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I don't have anything else unless you do. Um, we're going to D4 to the week it and then get out of here. Um, uh, do yeah. Do you have one? Dude, I haven't really thought about this. I'll go first. Uh, um, my D4 to the week are the Brooklyn Nets. Um, it's come out that this decision has come down to – Kevin Durant said, you either get rid of the GM and head coach Steve Nash or you get rid of me. And the owner came out and tweeted in support of Nash and the GM. Which, you know, like, yes, you can't have a player running your entire organization, but my God, that's a terrible look. You basically subtweeted Kevin Durant. And, like, the worse this gets, the tension between the two, the lower the value the Nets are going to get because the other teams are going to know they're desperate for it. So, honestly... Brooklyn has just become a dumpster fire. I, they, they're my I, for I, I don't know. I think you might have to just fire the coach and the GM at this point. That, you already what, sold. That's what I wanted. To, that's what I said they should do. But they, the owner came out and tweeted yesterday that Steve and uh, the GM have his full support. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I don't really have a D. Um, not a D. I don't. I it, there hasn't been a ton of shit. Um, yeah, it, it has been. I'll just uh, go with. I'll just go with people who don't like soccer. Suck at Jackson. I, I do. Soccer's like soccer. amazing. That's right. Jackson has kind of been on the Tottenham train. Um, yeah, four-one win on Saturday over Southampton. Big four-one win. Dejan four unanswered. Four unanswered goals. Yep. Yep. But if you want they're to hear gonna, more about that, you can go season. ahead and listen to Coys across Coys across the pond. Uh, I'll get, yeah, you can listen to Coys across yeah, the pond. I don't want to get. I don't want to get all the soccer really talk away here. Yeah, no, you don't have to give it away. There was a new. There's gonna be a new episode tomorrow. So uh, absolutely, I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I don't want to spoil anything. Also, uh, for our Mizzou guys, Brady Cook got named QB one. So oh, he has been named QB one. Yeah, just got named QB one okay. today by Drinkwitz. Um, 
So I like that. I, I yeah, thought he did good. I said it was a no-brainer. He's way better than Matt, uh, Macon, and Sam Horn's nowhere near ready. So, yeah, yeah. People who were calling for Sam Horn, it's like, do you guys remember when Drew Locke was a true freshman? Brady Cook. Spoiler alert. He'll be he fine. Was he'll be fine against, like, the first two games of the season are Louisiana Tech and K-State. He shouldn't be overwhelmed by that. He'll be fine for a while. I, he'll be a good bridgier quarterback. And, and hey, 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 they they have Luther Burden. Like, they do have I, Luther Burden and Mookie Cooper. Yeah, Luther Burden's a freshman, but, like, He'll start. <laughs> I think he's going to be cold out the game. He like, is going to start. And yeah. is Elijah Young the starting running back this year? Who's who's RB1 at Mizzou? Uh, you know, I don't know. Because I, they've had just an unbelievable run at running back. Yeah, Mizzou, <laughs> Mizzou usually is like, I, I just watch the first game and I'm like, all right, these are the guys. Like, I <laughs> yeah, that's, put them on the That is kind of how it works. I, yeah, you, you don't really know yeah. who. I'm I trying to pull up their depth chart real quick, but I know that Elijah Young is at least in contention. Running back one is Nathaniel Pete. I'd be lying. Yeah, we'll if, I'd be lying if I said I knew that guy. No offense, but <laughs> Elijah Young's running back two right now. But yeah, I'm excited for the season. Uh, we're pretty close to college football, and then you know the NFL season's right. NFL falls shortly after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh so my God. We'll be able to, we'll be able to lose you guys stuff. a lot of money this season. Uh, locks of the week, uh, underdogs of the week are coming back. Uh, oh be, my god, lock of the week, lock of the week, champion, right here, baby. It's gonna be the remote locations. Everyone's gonna be. Uh, hopefully, Josh's bitch ass isn't complaining about being busy because with how poorly he's showed up this summer, I'm not gonna let him use those excuses. Yeah, well, I'm gonna win lock of the week again, like. My lock of the week record last year was like impressed myself. I don't remember. Like, what, my, I don't remember what your record was last year, but I know it's. Dude, I picked against the Chiefs like a bunch at the start of the year. And <laughs> That's because to start the season, the bro, we were like ten point favorites every week. Yeah, and I I picked against this like every week, and it worked like every week. Yeah. Like it was Until it was op. As finally time. caught on, but it for a while it worked. It was like. Until Vegas finally caught on and was like, okay, this defense is absolutely horrible. Dude, the, the easiest one was like, like, it was like Bills, like, we were like minus three against the Bills. Yeah, I was like, somehow. I was like, okay, like, this is not going to happen. Do you remember that? You remember last year, John, on the, uh, the Moneyline Mania podcast that we, it was the week after Texas A&M had beaten Bama and they were coming to Mizzou and they were nine point favorites. And we were just looking at it and we were like, what are we missing? Like, what? What do we not see here? And it ended up being an easy cover. You got 30 won. point more. It, yeah, it won like, by 21 points. It was like, not even close. Line ever. But no, that line, no, best... when we did that podcast, John, that line was at nine. By the time that game kicked off, it was at like 16 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I feel like the whole thing is like, if you can be impartial about it, the way to make the most money is like bet on your team because like you actually yes. know. Yes, you like, know how bad. And not can bet be. on them. Like you gotta bet against them too. Like you gotta bet against them when they're when they're not gonna cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, like if I was able to do that with Tottenham, I would have made so much money because there's been so many times where it's like I'm not gonna bet against them, but also they're not gonna well, not lose year, by three goals to Chelsea. Last year was a Thursday night game, and Green Bay was going to undefeated Arizona, and. Um, it was like a three and a half point line on a Thursday night. 
And then the day before, or two days before, Devontae got uh, tested positive with COVID and was going to miss the game. And they moved the line from three and a half to six and a half. And I made that the lock of the week that week. I put some money down on that plus six and a half. Green Bay ended up winning outright. And it was just like, you're, when you when you know your own team, betting on your, you're right, betting on your own team can kill you, but it's also like you know them better than anybody. Yeah, yeah, like you have to be smart with it. Um, like, like really, the one thing I'm disappointed with is like, we should have known we were going to lose Super Bowl 55. Like that, I don't think there's ever been a more obvious game that it's like, yeah, we're going to lose. Um, Didn't I pick Tampa to beat Kansas City in that Super Bowl? I think you did. I think you did. Yeah. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty, but like <laughs> when, when Andrew Wiley playing left tackle <laughs> or no Mike Remmers or whatever, I don't even remember. Um, yeah. yeah, that wasn't gonna happen. That was yeah. not tough. Tough happen. luck. Tough luck. But yeah, you know, shit happens. Shit does happen. But you know what? We'll be, always ne- there's always next year. There's, I hate that saying whenever my team loses, but that's that is a true statement. There is always next year. Yeah, when your team loses, like if anyone says that to me, it's like I'm gonna it's kick a- your fucking ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's even the point of watching this? Like, I hate when yeah, they say it though. They're like, there's always a next year, and literally, like, yes, there is a next season, but you don't understand shit about the sport. You're like. Well, there's always next year. Yeah, and next year our salary cap is like negative 30. Like, you don't understand. There is next year, but it's not good next year. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, a pain in I've the ass. I've been dreading next year all year. Yeah. No, that there's nothing worse than, and we've probably said this on the podcast like seven times this summer, but when Green Bay lost to Tampa and Josh said Jackson mad, just those two words. Didn't even put together a full sentence. Those were just the two words he sent. Josh, I hope you're listening to this. I know you're not. I actually thought about strangling you at that point. I thought about no, coming over to your house I, and strangling you. With all due respect, like I saw that and I was like, ooh, that's a low blow from Joshua. Come on, man. It wasn't even just a low blow. It was just like, bruh. He sent it. Poorly like, timed. He sent it right as it happened. It was like Kevin King got burnt for like the 10th time that game and he was like, Jackson mad. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking mad, bro. Like, what do you expect? You think I'm fucking happy? This piece of shit Tom Brady <laughs> just beat the Green Bay? Like, no. But yeah, uh, I've since forgiven him. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we've been we've been rambling a little bit. We've so. had a, a very nice stumble to the end here, but I'm sure everyone's flipped it off now. So, <laughs> if you made it this far, that's impressive. But yeah, we'll go ahead. If you and made it this off. far. Comment piss on the Twitter. Yeah, and like us. you'll get a shout out. Next I will episode. send you if you if you make it this far. Just just because I don't think anybody will. You make it this far. DM us piss in all caps, and I'll Venmo you five bucks. Yeah, I'll Venmo you five dollars too okay. if you make it this far. And and you got to answer like a question about the podcast, what we yeah. talked. Not about. just skipping yeah. to the end. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You got to listen to the whole damn thing. But, but you you, you win ten dollars. Piss in all caps. Then and you can answer one. E- we'll make it an easy question. But. Like, a question, like, did you listen? Like, we'll ask something yeah, about we'll when like, we talk about what was our take on the Bengals over-under? Just something like that. And if, if you listened, you'd know. But anyways, we'll go ahead and sign off with that. Uh, and by the next time we see you, it should be full-time football season. So we'll talk to you then. Peace.